Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. Hello and welcome back to Transforming You. This episode, we are going to follow up a little bit more on the inflammation episode from last week because I realized it was really information dense and I think having good information is important, but it doesn't really do much for you if you don't have a great understanding of how to use it. So this week, we're going less in depth and we will be a little bit more focused on what an anti-inflammatory diet looks like and easy ways to get more healthful foods in your meals. So this episode will be a little bit more similar to like what I'm like as a coach. So last week we talked about the chronic health problems that can come up with prolonged inflammation and also foods that can reduce that inflammation and help us live longer, healthier lives. So I'll name those foods we want more of and then I'll talk about different ways to sneak those in into our days. So to recap, those foods we want more of are tomatoes, olive oil, green leafy vegetables, nuts, fruits, especially berries, and fatty fish or flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, and canola oil if you don't like fish. Coffee, cocoa, green tea, rosemary, ginger, cinnamon, garlic, and turmeric can also be helpful. So please don't be overwhelmed by that list. I'm going to go, I'm going to explain this in a, a much more simple terms. So hang in there with me. So I think a lot of food choices are tied to habit. And I think that's why it can be so hard to change the way that we eat, but it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to change everything all at once. And actually change works better if you don't try to do it all at once. So if the ideal is to eat all of those things I just listed every day, That would sound really intimidating if your starting point is rarely eating any of them. So whatever your starting point is, think about what is the smallest step you can take in the direction that you want to go. So here are a few things that I think could be good, easy first steps. And we're going to go like chronologically throughout the day. So this is going to be kind of like full day of eating style. But to me, that feels like the most helpful way to go about it. So let's start with first thing in the morning. Add cinnamon to your coffee. I actually started doing this just because I liked it before I even read that cinnamon was on the list of anti-inflammatory foods. Coffee alone is an anti-inflammatory drink. So if you already drink coffee, you can put that in the win column. And then you can also add unsweetened cocoa to your coffee. So then breakfast. If you already take time to make and eat breakfast at home in the morning, then I'd suggest something like adding spinach to scrambled eggs or an omelet. I think when you cook spinach into things or blend it up in smoothies, you can't really taste it. But I'll be honest, my preference is is not to cook it into eggs. Um, Just my personal preference based on what I like is not to scramble it into eggs because the texture is a little odd to me. So if you're a person that's bothered by texture, you might not like that very much. But if those kinds of things don't bother you, give it a try. You can give it a try anyway and see. Maybe it won't bother you even if you are a texture person, but... It bothered me a little bit. And then one good thing about cooking your greens is how much they shrink down. So you can eat a lot more spinach, for example, at once um, if you cook it than if you were to have it raw. So like a spinach salad with a couple cups of spinach would be kind of big. 
but you can easily put like a cup or two of spinach and something cooked because it wilts down so much. Another option if you're cooking breakfast at home is to add cinnamon and berries to oatmeal. And oatmeal is already a really healthy carb. It's a good source of fiber and actually not a bad source of protein, especially if you make it with milk. But adding the cinnamon and the berries would be a really tasty way to add in a lot of other nutritious value. Oatmeal also tends to keep you full for quite a while because of the fiber. So if you don't get much time for snacks between breakfast or lunch, I like this suggestion for that too. Another thing I've learned personally is that I used to not make oatmeal just because I would add so much brown sugar to it that I felt like I had a hard time feeling like it was still worth it. But I've experimented with things like adding protein powder or yogurt after it's cooked. And that plus a little cinnamon makes it sweet enough that sometimes I still add like a little brown sugar, but like a teaspoon instead of the multiple tablespoons I was doing before. So there are a lot of ways you can dress up oatmeal to make it yummier without adding in a bunch of sugar. And then you can get those anti-inflammatory foods in there. Also, if you usually do something quicker for breakfast, like toss something together that you can eat on the drive to work or whatever, a smoothie would be a great option for you. Blend up some berries, leafy greens, and you can toss in some chia or flax seeds in there too. And you've got a super nutritious smoothie there. I would also add protein powder or Greek yogurt to help keep you full a little longer than just that stuff blended with like milk or water. But that would be a great breakfast you could take on the go. If you don't usually eat breakfast at all and you would like to start, I love the option of overnight oats or in terms of anti-inflammatory foods, chia pudding would be even better. You can just mix those up the night before and then grab them out of the fridge the next morning ready to go. I actually still haven't tried to make chia pudding, uh, mostly just because I have my own breakfast routine already, but it should be really easy to make. You just combine two tablespoons of chia seeds and half a cup of whatever kind of milk you use and you're good. Leave it in the fridge overnight. If you want to sweeten it, you can add a teaspoon of raw honey or pure maple syrup and then just keep it in the refrigerator overnight and add berries to it in the morning. That'll also give you about half your fiber for the day. So if you know you struggle to get enough fiber, that would be a really good way to fix that too. So then moving on to snacks. You could pre-make a trail mix that includes walnuts, pumpkin seeds, and dark chocolate that's a high percent cocoa. An apple also makes a good snack to take along with you during the day. And you can do like an apple and peanut butter if just the apple isn't filling enough. And then for lunch, if you pack your lunch every day, salads are really easy to pre-make for the whole week. I actually really like something like a spinach salad with a bunch of berries and then nuts or seeds like sliced almonds, pumpkin seeds, or sunflower seeds for some crunch and then whatever kind of dressing you like. If you're feeling ambitious, you can make your own, but I'll be honest, I rarely have time for that. So I would usually grab something store-bought. Um, I'd also toss shredded chicken on there to make it more filling because you don't wanna be hangry again in like two hours, right? <laughs> and then tuna is also a fatty fish that's good for inflammation. So tuna salad could be a good option too to make for lunch. I would probably recommend going easy on the condiments, but that could be something easy to put together that would be more filling than a salad and would still have those anti-inflammatories. If you don't pack a lunch because you buy it or it's provided by your work or something like that, just think about grabbing something fresher, some less processed stuff at lunch, and that could be something you work up to too. So like if you normally grab like pizza, chips, and soda for lunch every day, I don't expect you to go right from that to like a salad and an apple and water 
and be like, this is great. I'm so happy, <laughs> right? That wouldn't make sense. Ease into it. So in this example, decide which of those three, pizza, chips, or soda, would be the easiest to cut out. What would you miss the least out of your day? Substitute that thing with something fresher, less sugary, less processed, and something that you will actually enjoy. So if you don't make changes you can be happy with, they won't. And if you're used to buying lunch out, I would encourage you to eventually get to a point where you're good with packing your lunch most days. It's better for your health, but it's also just better for your budget, right? Buying lunch every day really adds up. Um, I'm not saying you should never do it again. I think it's totally fine to treat yourself sometimes, but it will really make a difference to your finances if you don't do it every day. I think it's interesting how so much of the stuff that's great for our health is also great for our money. That's a separate topic. Just think it's interesting. So now let's move on to dinner time. Now, if you typically don't really cook at home at all, like you're grabbing dinner out or getting frozen meals or things like that for all your dinners, then making even one dinner at home a week would be progress. So if you're used to doing something like that every night of the week, I just want you to work on making more meals at home. That's all. For right now, don't worry about all the stuff that I'm about to launch into about how much fish you should have or cutting back on red meat or things like that. Just focus on getting fresh ingredients and cooking at home. Do one or two meals a week to start out and only increase that number when doing one or two feels really easy. Do that until you're cooking most meals at home, then come back to the advice about what your meals should look like. Starting out though, it just needs to be things you're willing to cook and eat. Now, if you're already making most dinners at home, but you're trying to figure out how to make them healthier, this next part is for you. If you like fish, you want to plan on having it a couple times a week, especially tuna, salmon, mackerel, or sardines. If you already know you like those, then you probably have ways of cooking them that you know you like. So just keep those in your more frequent rotation. Have those once or twice a week. If you aren't sure, but you want to give it a try, Something I've noticed as someone who used to hate fish is that salmon in particular is one I've really learned to like, but I've noticed that if it's frozen, it sometimes seems fishier. So if we're going to have it, we usually get it from the seafood counter at the grocery store instead of buying frozen ones. So that's just something different to experiment. If you buy the frozen ones and you really don't like them, try them fresh and see if you can eat them better. When you cook your, whatever you're cooking, um, we're talking about fish, but whatever you're cooking for dinner, um, you want to use olive oil when you can. And we want to start experimenting with some of the spices that we talked about earlier, like rosemary, ginger, garlic, turmeric. You can also use crushed nuts and seeds to make kind of a crust. I always want to put the most focus on what we can do more of instead of what we're trying to cut out. But I do have to talk a little bit here about cutting some stuff out or at least down. So if you generally eat meat for dinner every night, then you'll want a couple of those to be fish if you're open to it. And then the others to be mostly things like chicken or turkey with only one or two being red meat because red meat is more closely linked to disease than white meat. Most sources will recommend that if you do have red meat that it's at least 90% lean, so less than 10% fat. And then processed meats like deli meat, bacon, and hot dogs, that kind of thing, you really want to cut down even more or even cut out completely. Those have been even more closely linked to chronic disease, specifically cancer, so we really want to watch that. Again, slow progress that you can maintain is better than drastic changes you can't stick to. So if you're currently eating red meat multiple times a week, think about if there are any meals you could easily swap it out for something else. Like, could you make tacos with ground turkey or ground chicken instead of ground beef? 
or if you're using like you know 85% ground beef could you go for 90-10 like whatever change you can make whatever is the smallest most manageable change to make try and try and make that something I don't recommend is swapping out red meat or any meat really for plant-based things like beyond burgers that kind of thing for one thing that's still pretty processed food so it kind of defeats the purpose and for another I don't think that they really help form new habits because I think they usually taste different enough that they might just leave you feeling frustrated and even more fixated on the thing you're working on cutting down and that just makes you less happy with the process so again less likely to stick to it now if you feel like you can do like meatless Monday and have a dinner of all vegetables, I think that's a great thing. I'm talking about the like ultra processed chicken nuggets that aren't chicken nuggets, like that kind of a thing. So that's why I don't recommend those kinds of stuff. Um, I don't personally eat things like zoodles and cauliflower rice. They don't taste like noodles or rice. They taste like zucchini and cauliflower to me. I don't dislike zucchini or cauliflower, but I don't want to pretend that they're anything other than what they are. And for me, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about fat burners a few weeks ago. I don't love the idea of trying to trick yourself into health or healthy habits. I would rather you learn to make vegetables in a way that you enjoy than pretend that they're actually chicken nuggets. You know what I mean? I hope that all makes sense and doesn't just sound like a rant, but like those are my feelings on that. And so I don't, I don't push people to do those kinds of things because I just don't think that they really make good sense when you really think about it. So if you're struggling to come up with ideas for dinner, one thing I recommend, um, first of all, go back to my episode about meal planning. Um, I was about to just start repeating a lot of the same advice that I gave on that, and we don't need to do that. So if you feel like you need help with meal planning, figuring out how to figure out what you're going to have and how to grocery shop, can't recommend that episode enough. Um, and then if it's budget friendly, I also like meal kits like HelloFresh and Home Chef, not sponsored or anything. Um, I just like that. Even if you just use them for a little while, like a couple weeks, it can be eye-opening in terms of how easy it is to make your meals more interesting. And then Pinterest, obviously, you can get a similar kind of effect from from Pinterest as well for free. It's just, it can be a huge time suck. Um, If you're not careful, you can just scroll forever and not actually make any plans. So if you are going to use something like Pinterest, I would recommend um, something that I actually just heard from a coach friend of mine which is to set a timer. And when it goes off, if you don't have all your meals planned, you got to just pick something real quick. Otherwise, you will spend your whole day just looking and getting frustrated. So that's dinner. So then to close the night out, if you need an evening snack or dessert, um, something like dark chocolate could be a good way to go or fruit, maybe with peanut butter. And that's not to say that you can like never have ice cream or brownies again or that kind of thing. We're just trying to work up to a point where super sugary things like that are truly a treat and not a go-to. I've personally been through seasons where I was stress eating a lot and having ice cream like almost every day (laughs) and breaking that habit was hard. But something interesting about sugar that I've found and that I've talked with other women about is that once you give it some time to get out of your system, you really do actually stop craving it. So if that's something that you wanna work on, I know it's really hard, but it's also really doable. Finally, I don't know why, but to me, the end of the night always seems like a great time for a cup of green tea. Um, You can also add some honey if that makes it taste better to you. Um, It's usually decaf naturally, but if you are going to have it before bed, then I would double check that yours is actually decaffeinated. 
because sleep is really important to both short and long-term health. So you want to make sure you don't don't disrupt your sleep by doing something like that. Same goes for chocolate, actually. Um, There is a little bit of caffeine in chocolate, so especially dark chocolate. So if you're going to have that in the evening, pay attention to if you feel like it affects you, if you feel like it messes up your sleep. And if it does, then don't have that super late in the evening. So there we have it. That is a full day of eating on an anti-inflammatory diet. Please remember when you're making changes to start with the smallest, easiest step and only go to the next step when you feel like that first one was really, really easy to maintain. I know it might seem like it takes longer to see progress that way, but when we do it this way, your progress actually lasts longer and you'll be happier and more confident in yourself. Thank you so much for joining me again. Talk to you next week and take care of yourself, girl. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you liked this podcast, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out at Transforming You Pod or at Tori G Writes, I would love to hear if there's anything you learned today or if there's anything you would love to hear more of or if you just want to chat, I am always available. Talk to you soon, girl.